0: Hey, all right, and there we are. It's me, John Park, and we're here for John Park's workshop. At least I am. I hope you are, too. Uh, thank you for stopping by. So uh, let's see what's happening here today. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. That's that's what it is. Why don't we get to it, huh? Uh, let's see. I'm going to start with, actually, the jobs board. Have you heard of this thing? We have a jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com, and I'm going to show it to you. There it is. That's jobs.aterfruit.com, uh, and check out this uh, this position here. I thought this looked interesting. Software D8. This is to work on, I think, a product called Huffle Shuffle. I don't even care what it is. I want to work on Huffle Shuffle. What is that? Uh, Huffle Shuffle. Well, they're looking for a software developer and designer to deliver a creative software solution which will redefine the interactive gaming market. I think it involves uh, RFID playing cards. Uh, So it looks interesting. Check it out. The uh, Jobs.adfru.com is free. Free to post your position if you're looking to hire someone. It's free to post your info if you're looking to get a job. So uh, it's free, up and down, all the way free, free as in beer. Uh, So please, check it out. That's Jobs.adfru.com, and that's an interesting-looking Huffle Shuffle you've got there. I didn't click on that link, so... Someone should. Uh, Let's see, what else have we got going on here? Uh, hmm, Hey, coupon code, check it out. Today's coupon code is ornaments and that's gonna get you 10% off in the store. On the way out, when you're doing your checkout, anything you got in your cart, uh, other than software, gift certificates and subscriptions will uh, suddenly magically be reduced by 10%. Okay, it's not magic, but it is kind of sudden but I think you'll like it. So go ahead and type in ornaments on your way out, uh, getting some cool stuff and uh, enjoy your savings and enjoy your stuff. Uh, Let's see, what else have we got? Well, you know what? Since I mentioned uh, coupon code, I will give you a little suggestion of something you may not know about that you may want to get. And uh, that is my product of the week pick. And that is it right there. It is the 0.91 inch OLED display. It's a 128 by 32 pixel display. The thing I like about it, let me go to my overhead view here, the thing I like about this little display is that it uses the Stemma QT connector. The little tiny connector under there is what I'm using to then connect it to another board, in this case, a Metro M4 Express. And I have just a little uh, demo I wrote there of some numbers crawling by and updating their position uh, as they update their values. The, uh, the convenience there of being able to plug in without using the standard header pins and a, a breadboard or promo Proto or something like that is immense, I really like it. Uh, oh yeah, if I hit reset you'll see the opening screen. Adafruit OLED. Uh, my screen at least is showing a weird uh, scan line refresh which is not apparent in the real world, so. I don't know. Maybe you're seeing it. Maybe you're not. But that's my pick of the week. It's pretty cool. I think we have a larger sized one as well. And we've had a lot of OLEDs. I love these monochrome OLEDs. It can be white. That's it. Or off. Uh, black and white. And they're great. They are really nice and clear and high resolution. So uh, why don't you pick one up? And I think you'll enjoy it. And I think you might like the Stemma QT connector, which uh, we have a few different cables that you can use to connect that, either Stemma QT to Stemma QT. If you're using a board like the new uh, Feathers uh, STM32F405, uh, that one has a Stemma QT connector on it. And uh, we'll probably be doing more boards in the future that have that connector because it's nice and small and it takes care of business. All right, uh, so that's my product pick of the week. And now, uh, let's see, you know what? I'm gonna check in over on our Discord uh, to see what's happening. Let's see, whoops, where's my Discord? There you are. Uh, yeah, here's a cute little display. It got noisy for a second, oh no. What got, what got noisy, oh dear. I don't wanna have more uh, headphone problems. Let's see, my headphone thing is turned all the way down. I'll unplug that thing. Tell me if you hear any problems uh, with audio, because I've got a brand new mic now. The the problems I was having a couple weeks ago were actually the microphone cable was uh, kaput, where it makes the connector into the... Audio interference sound, sound like you had, oh no, not this again, well, hmm, how bad is it? I'm going to put on some headphones and try to listen. And. I don't know, it sounded good on me, but that's that's just the straight monitoring. That's not going through all the software. Oh, brother. Oh, it's gone now, okay. Hmm. Well, I unplugged the thing, so maybe that worked. All right, uh, thanks for the heads up. But yes, that's why I check in on Discord, because I want to know if weird things are happening. So if you're interested in chatting, we've got chat over in um, our YouTube, and I want to say hello to Marie. Hi, Marie Meyer. Hi, John, happy post-super. Hack-a-con. Yeah, good to see you at uh, Hackaday, Marie. And thanks for the slice of pizza. She gave me a slice of pizza early, before we were supposed to get our pizza, and I was very hungry, so that was nice. Uh, hi, Connor. Hey, uh, Matambale. Good to see you, two people. And if you're over in uh, Facebook or Twitch and you're wondering where all the chatting is happening, uh, it's probably not there, but it is on Discord for sure. So check out the Adafruit Discord server. Uh, let's see. You know, that's probably... Have I forgotten anything? I think it's uh, it's a good time to jump into our make code minute. What do you think of that? Sorry, I made people hungry with the pizza comment. Uh, yeah, why don't we do this? <laughs> All right. So let's bring that right there up, and that's not it. That's on a different screen, so or different tabs. Let me tab over. Can you see that? Yeah, you can see that. Uh, i gonna move myself out of the way just a little bit. Aha. <laughs> thank you for beeping my emergency beeper there. Uh, so we're going to get to go through this a third time. I don't know how that got muted, but uh, all right. Now I see a level and I'm going to double check. Can you guys hear me before I move on it? Uh, yeah. Thank you, Katni. Uh, and also thank you, I think Sea Grover probably uh, let me know. So... How many of you are lip readers, and now are going to be hearing this for the third time in your mind's ear, because we're going to do it one more time. Oh, good, you can hear me now. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, this is going to be the best one. I never get a chance to do three takes on the uh, the Make Code Minute, so this is the one we've all been waiting for. Are you ready? I've done it kind of a couple different ways now, so uh, <laughs> I can't wait to do it for the third time. So here we go. This is your Make Code Minute. Are you ready? On today's MakeCode Minute today, what I'd like to do is show you how you can use the random number generator built inside of MakeCode with a specific range of values in order to change the color of NeoPixels to different numbers within a subsection of the hue color range. So hue is the, the alternate to using RGB that we can use, and it's really nice because it's a color wheel that runs from zero to 255 values, but it's a 360-degree circle, essentially, of color values. And so what I've got here is, uh, let me show you a demonstration first. Right here in the simulator, every time I press, let's say, the A button, I am changing the color of the NeoPixels to different Uh, blue and green values. When I press B, it's different red and pink and purple values. And every time I either reset the board or press the slide switch one way or another, I'm getting this slightly broader range which includes some reds, oranges, uh, and yellows into greens. So how do we do this? What I have is a function that I created and I call it color pick. And you can see here, this is a function that has a requirement of two integer values, which are called min and max. Uh, that have to be supplied when you call the function. And what happens when we call that function is that we have this for loop that runs through the NeoPixels numbered 0 through 9. And for each one of those, it sets the color to the hue value that is a random number selected from within the range that I've given it. Uh, And so you can see when we start, that range is from 0 to 60 on the color wheel which encompasses red up through some of these yellows and greens. Then when I press the A button, I'm calling it with a range of 100 to 155. And so that, as it turns out, is these sort of greens and blues. And when I press B, I get 200 to 255, which is closer to the end of the color wheel, which is where it's the purples and pinks and, and reds there. Uh, and so. That is a really cool way that you can have an alternative to just running a full set of rainbow colors where everything under the sun is in there, uh, but instead have little subsections of the color wheel, which I think look really nice. And so that's how you can use a range of random numbers to set your NeoPixels on the Circuit Playground Express right inside of MakeCode. And that is your MakeCode Minute. Wow. What do you say I just redo that like 17 more times and we call it a show? So sorry about my audio problems. Uh, That was a disaster. I'm not sure how uh, one of my other audio sources got picked and then it dropped the volume when I came back to it. So uh, I should pay more attention to this little uh, monitor bar. There's a little sort of peak meter that that I should be paying attention to. Um, But Alas, we have somehow gotten through it, and uh, and we have a make good minute. So let's see. Um, before we before we move off of that, actually, I also wanted to show that running on the real um, device. I've got to make. Oops, I got to make my little camera legible here. Hold on, the lens of this thing has gotten crazy mucked up. That's a little better, but we definitely have some some fun. Uh, Lights, So check this out. Uh, Yeah, so I've got a little smudge on the lens which I think is giving us these cool uh, highlights. So let's drop the uh, exposure a little bit on that so you can see the colors better. That's as low as it wants to go, I think. And now you can see every time I press this B button, I'm gonna get a different set of random colors within that red and pink range and then there's the A button which gives us uh, blues and greens and that's pretty hard to see on this screen actually. That's why I like the simulator because it does not blast out a camera the same way uh, as the actual LEDs do and then you can see as I flip the slide switch back and forth I get those different colors. Um, so I think that's a neat uh, hint and uh, I think if you're doing LED stuff I think it's nice to consider uh, color palettes that you can set up and that's a really nice easy way that you can do it because it's, it's just a little set of colors that are next to each other which tend to look nice um, and you can broaden that range or tighten that range as you like all right so let's see you know what's next I want to I want to show you my uh, make code arcade game pick of the week uh, and to show you this first I will uh, let's Let me zoom up something here real quick for you. Here is a... Let's see, that's the wrong screen. Sorry about that. Where are you? And there you are. Okay. So here is an entry from the MakeCode form. This was actually a... uh, I found this, or this found me on social media. Uh, The game is BIM Destroyer. And it is by Marv Bloke. And Marv Bloke uh, contacted me on Twitter actually and said, hey, I love your Make Code Minutes and I'd love you to check out my game. Uh, I checked out this game and I thought it was an excellent uh, sort of Defender style clone game. So let me show you it running on a uh, Pi Gamer first. So I will pop on over to the down shooter. Okay, you can see that pretty well. So, this gives us some instructions, and now it is a straight up shooter, and it is relentless and vicious. It's a hard game. Oh, you could say I just died at least a couple times. Uh, you get power ups when you run into the little yellow power-up circles, and you also, I think, up your shields when you shoot the yellow ships. I've died very quickly, so I can't really talk and play very well. Um, but let's take a look at it in the uh, the browser here. Uh, so there's the game, and I will uh, actually point out something here in the code, and then we'll look for it in the game. Uh, I think this was a really nice, uh, clever idea here, which is to set up these little phrases that your um, sprite, your character sprite, can say text phrases that pop up next to their head or the ship in this case. So here they've set up uh, a series of phrases and then you'll see uh, you should see, I think one shows up, so let's go. Okay, let's, let's restart the game. This should be a different phrase each time. Don't die. So we get a little random choice. Keep going right. Uh, let's do this. So I loved that. I thought that was a really uh, nice way to make the game feel fresh uh, each time you play it as it brings up uh, little phrases and I think it also calls up, uh, maybe it's a different set of phrases when you take damage or get hit. Um, so really cool game. Check it out. It's really fun to play both on the on the computer as well as on a handheld device if you have a Pi Gamer or a, a Pi badge. It's really straightforward to just uh, download onto or upload to the, the system and play it there and it's a fun little Defender clone. So, very cool. That's my Make Code Arcade Game of the Week. And it is uh, BIM Destroyer by Marv Bloke. Thanks for submitting that or contacting me. All right. Uh, so let's see. Before we move on, what else have I got going on? Uh, I'm going to turn the lights back up on or the exposure back up on my... Thing here, and I wanted to show you a couple of new little boards that I got in. So, uh, thank you to C. Grover both both for uh, hitting the audio alert button early. Thank you for alerting me to that one again. When did you when did you lose me? And why does that keep happening? That's interesting. I switched I switched to a source that is grabbing the audio. That's weird. Uh someone in Discord let me know what you last heard. I hope you saw the I hope the make code uh or the the arcade game pick of the week worked. Okay, it's when I switched cameras. Uh Yeah, don't say the word audio, that's the the hex. So, all right, so what I wanted to show here, now that you can hear me, I can show you and I can say to you. uh, So this is a uh, itsy bitsy M0, and one thing about the itsy bitsy boards is that to keep them small, some of the header pins that are, some of the pins that are broken out, uh, have headers that run perpendicular to the normal rows, which means uh, you can't plug them into a breadboard, uh, just because of the way breadboards are constructed, those will all uh, essentially get shorted to each other. So uh, I wanted to thank C. Grover uh, not only for pressing the audio alert button and and letting me know when you can't hear me, but for sending me this board that he recently created, which is a Itsy Bitsy breadboard adapter. And so you can see there, it's got the footprint of an Itsy Bitsy. So you'd put uh, header pins on this, which I don't have right now, and set it right there. And then it essentially unfolds these inner pins out uh, lengthwise so that it is more like feather length at this point. You can plug that into a breadboard. Uh, I think you can also do uh, Stemma uh, connection here and I think that's power. I have not tried it yet, you can see it's not soldered, but I'll solder ma- mail header pins on that and then I'll be able to put that into a breadboard, which is really cool for when you're prototyping stuff and you want a convenient way uh, with the sort of typical mail header pins coming out of the bottom of this to use all of those pins without shorting them. Uh, so thank you for sending that. Uh, I'm interested in checking that out. Very cool. Uh, all right. Let's see. Well, let's... let's uh, gosh, I've used up so much time uh, <laughs> redoing the code Minute. We won't have a lot of time for our Project of the Week. But for the Project Build, let's, let's jump over to the other cameras uh, over here. And I just published this guide on the... Uh, there we go. On the... Blue Fruit Hide and Seek Ornaments. So what I have is a series of Circuit Playground Blue Fruit or Circuit Playgrounds Blue Fruit, depending on how you like your English. And uh, I have them in cases, and then I can also place them inside of these little ornament shells. We sell these little ornament kits and they fit really nicely in there, including uh, with a, uh, a LiPo battery behind them. But just to demonstrate this right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug in little LiPo batteries into these guys. And what I'm going to show, you can do it with just a pair of uh, boards or you can uh, just add more and more boards. I don't actually know what the limit is of it. But as you add more boards, uh, you can do more uh, different colors with it. So what I'm going to do is, one thing I like about these cases is you can see the lights a little better. So I've got a green one. Let's do a pure blue one. That'll be easy to see. Okay, so what's happening is I have three of the boards that are, I'm going to move them as far away from each other as I can while you can still see them, that are broadcasting over Blue Fruit. They're advertising and the string that they're advertising or the, the um, info, the data that they're advertising is their color. It's actually a hex, hex code that it's sending, I believe. Um, and this is another one that's actually in the uh, detect mode. And so it's detecting Bluetooth devices, Bluetooth LE devices. Uh, and then it looks at the RSSI, which is the signal strength indicator. I think radio signal strength indicator. And depending on which board has the highest uh, signal value, the colors of the LED on this um, seeker here, the listener, are going to change to that packet that's being delivered from the nearest one. Uh, And one thing you can see here is that the uh, number of pixels that are lit up on this one vary depending on the strength of the signal. So as I move the advertising one further and further away, I get fewer pixels lit up or even get one of the other ones interrupting because its strength is is greater. Uh, and if I get right up on here, I'll get 10. So that's as strong as you can get. is like an inch away. And then as I go a few inches away, that uh, changes. So let me switch the cameras over here. Oh, my camera switcher went far away. Uh, and I'll show you how you can use this uh, for fun. I'm going to take some of these ornaments, and you can hang them. So can you see that there, yeah, you can see that. Uh, And I'm just using some little candy cane uh, pipe cleaners there. Um, And you can also place these inside of gifts. So one of the ideas that we had was to create a scavenger hunt around your house, and maybe hide some of these in gift bags along with another gift. And you can have multiple of these acting as seekers. In fact, I can demonstrate that, I'm gonna take one of these, and the way we coded this, uh, you can flip the little uh, slide switch, and now this is in seeker mode as well. So these are both seeking, and they should change pretty much together. So those are both green right now. I don't know how well you can see that. Uh, And then as they go towards these packages, they're going to turn blue. Uh, And so you you can see that these will basically have no color on them or the last color they saw but the signal will get really low as they're far away. Uh, And then as you walk around, you'll kind of get a hot and cold game for um, seeing the proper direction to go to find one of these. It's just a sort of simple straight line signal strength um, measurement. Uh, And then you'll also find that the colors can be part of the game. So one thought is to do uh, maybe a couple of these for a couple of different kids or gift hunters. And then uh, a couple of different colors, so you start to see green on here, but you're supposed to be finding blue, you know to, to look the other way. Uh, and this, the code is done in CircuitPython. In fact, let me run over here, and I'll show you real quick uh, what the code looks like. We've got the same code running on both uh, boards, and I'll pop it open in Moo. And I will check this time if you can still hear me, but I think you can. Uh, wow, I just switched... Views without killing my camera. Let me try. I bet this is what does it. And no, it didn't do it. Hmm. I was pretty sure that was going to kill the audio. Uh, Glad it didn't. So you can see here inside of Moo, uh, here's your code. And I'm zoomed up pretty far there to try to make that uh, easier to see. And what we're doing is we're importing just a few libraries. We're importing time. And we're importing the Adafruit Circuit Playground Bluefruit library, which uh, if you're not familiar with it, that's a library that actually makes it easy to do CircuitPython on a Circuit Playground Express or a Circuit Playground Bluefruit board by taking care of a lot of the little housekeeping for us. So we know that there's a switch on there and two buttons and CapSense and uh, the light sensor, the NeoPixels. We know what's on that board. So... Rather than having to do digital I.O. and set up uh, pull up resistors and things like that, it's all happens under the hood. So it's very straightforward to code and very quick to code stuff using this uh, sort of Uber library over a bunch of those functions. Um, then we're importing the BLE and we're f- uh, from BLE advertising. We have this ad- Adafruit color advertisement. So that's a very specific packet that we can sen- send out. Uh, then we have a series of options for the colors. These are our uh, red, green, blue, and, and a few uh, mixtures of those, magenta, cyan, yellow. Uh, we set up the Bluetooth radio, and then we start um, to instantiate the Adafruit color object as this word advertisement, and color options as what it's going to send out, that, that uh, uh, packet it's going to send out. And then here's what happens during the main part of the code. We check the switch. So if it's to the left, uh, that is a true. And if it's to the right, that's a false, I think. And so if it's in the broadcasting uh, direction, then uh, the board will start just sending out every half second. So you can see it sleeps uh, down here every half second. But otherwise, every half second, it's sending out this info that just says, this is my color. Uh, And if it's in the receiver mode, it's going to uh, do this. uh, We've got these uh, variables for checking the closest sort of the signal strength, the one that has the highest signal strength, and we vary that as we read them and then do a comparison against the last one. Um, And when either of these run down to the end of their code, you'll see we're setting the pixel color. So uh, this will fill any uh, pixels we're not lighting up with black because of that signal strength uh, math that we're doing. And then we're setting the rest of them to whatever the fill color is that we're receiving. So that is actually in this guide. Let me pop that up for you. In fact, I never do this, but I I like the Ruse brothers are always good about showing their guides that they're talking about, which I think is nice. I often have not written the guide that uh, is is about the project that I'm doing, so that's probably why. But this one, because I'm off by a half a week, this one is uh, in in the system already. So there's my blue, Blue Fruit Hide and Seek. Uh, Bluefruit Playground hide-and-seek, that's difficult to say. Uh, this will get you set up, gives you a little overview, tells you the parts that you're going to use, uh, shows you how to get your board set up with the Circuit Playground for Bluefruit, as well as the Circuit Playground library that I mentioned that makes these functions easier. And uh, then we go over the code, you can get the code here, as well as uh, a little explainer of what each chunk of the code does. And then I go through the putting it together, which is probably the easiest part. You're, you're just stuffing them in cases, adding a battery and putting them inside of ornaments. Um, one thing I'll mention actually going back to the code because I said we had this, there's um, my Moo window. Where'd you go Moo? There you are. Uh, I mentioned the circuit playground. Uh, so up here you'll see it's actually being instantiated. I'm importing it with the name CPB. So then when I want to do things on the board, I say things like CPB pixels, and I'm setting auto-write to false. Uh, thanks to Roy, uh, uh friend or partner Roy, for coming up with, oh, that's why they were, they were blinking, because I had auto-write uh, turned on, so I was getting some flickering. Um, but you can see here, we haven't done the whole NeoPixel, what pin is it on, how many NeoPixels are there, how bright are they, like there's a, a usual sort of rigmarole we go through with setting them up. Since we know exactly what's on the board, this is what this, uh, this circuit playground library does, it makes that easy. Same here. You see there's no setup for digital I.O. and setting the pull up or pull down. We know what the switch is like and what it does, because it's built into the board. It's consistent, so we can just say, if CPB switch, and that, that implies if it's true, which I think is the left leftward direction. Um, there's the red LED that's built onto the board. I believe we set that on somewhere in here, but I can't remember where. Um, the buttons, same thing, so we do the, the uh, color change on the buttons uh, here, if cpd button a. If it gets pressed, then we increment uh, through that, that list of colors and modulo to, to wrap around. So I hope that uh, helps explain a little bit what we're doing. Um, the, um, like I said, the guide is up there, you can check it out. And also I'm noticing uh, uh, some questions in the chat. Let me pop back over to Discord. Uh, And I know I'm running over a little bit, sorry about that, but uh, sometimes that happens uh, when I have microphone problems (laughs) twice in a row. Uh, Someone was asking, 8031Brown asked, uh, or says, watch out for LiPo batteries not sold by Adafruit. They can have reversed polarity. Um, This is true, be careful. Uh, You actually see on, I think, most, if not all, Adafruit boards where the JST plug is for your LiPo battery it will have a um, indicator for plus and minus. So generally speaking if you've bought a third party battery and you're about to plug it in and you see red next to the minus and black next to the plus, stop. And even better if it's, if it's an, uh, a non-Adafruit branded battery, check with a multimeter to see the polarity before you plug it in. Uh, Static as I get near my mic? Are you kidding me? This is a brand new mic. Why would it wanna be noisy? How about now? All right, I'm gonna have to investigate this after the show. Uh, Maybe 2020 is the year I moved to a different microphone altogether somehow, (laughs) but this is a brand new mic. It should not be giving me problems. I wonder if I'm not get my mic pack out and make sure I'm screwed in. Yeah, I'm screwed in. Every once in a while is a burst of noise from it. That's terrifically terrible. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Uh, all right, well, uh, before I go, I want to, uh, whoops, I want to very briefly show you, there we go, show you our coupon code, and that'll get you 10% off in the store. It is ornaments, uh, and uh, go find some cool stuff. So that is it. Um, the last thing I want to do, I want to make a little... Uh, experiment here and see if I can not blow up the show while I That time it turned off my audio when I switched. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Discord, for letting me know. That's very helpful. I should keep an eye on that always. Um, so I wanted to show you this, which is something that PT, Mr. Lady Ada Filterone, figured out, uh, which is that we can, um, there's my audio alert, thank you. Uh, we can plug in an iPhone into uh, the computer over the USB-C to lightning cable uh, and broadcast that fairly easily. It looks like it's working. It's not crashing. And the thing I wanted to show you on this one is I'm gonna use our Bluefruit app and attempt to connect to my um, light switch. So you'll remember I built a, a Bluetooth light switch that uses a cricket and a, um, a feather, Bluetooth feather, to turn the lights on and off in my shop. So if I go to the controls here, oh, we lost it. I'm trying a pretty sketchy iPhone. so. This one has known blue fruit issues, so I'm not sure why I picked it, but I did. Let's see if we can get through this. All right, so you'll see buttons, you should see buttons getting pressed. If I press the down button, we should see the lights go off in the shop. And there we go, there's, the, there's my overhead lights. Uh, not all the lights in the uh, that I use for the show are connected to this, so those don't go off. Uh, but yay, it worked without blowing up the show. So I wanted to test that because there's some uh, cool stuff that we're doing coming up, uh, and it disconnected. Uh, There's some cool stuff coming up that we're going to be able to do with some of our new upcoming uh, Blue Fruit apps. And so I'm going to start testing out how that works on the show here uh, to get used to that workflow. All right, uh, so that is it for for the show. Thank you for hanging with me and thank you so much for being patient as I uh, do screwy things with microphones. So uh, I will see you next week on John Park's Workshop. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.